0: Hello and welcome to the Book of Leaves podcast. My name is Cara and I am your host. to episode 49 of Book of Leaves, where we're going to be talking about renewable energy for the first time. I can't believe it's after taking me this long. If this is your very first podcast, hello, you are welcome. Well, if it's your first podcast, that's deadly. If it's your first one book of Leaves, it is lovely to have you here. This is a podcast where we interview people with some kind of connection to Ireland or based in Ireland that are doing something good for the planet and we take a leaf from there booked at our own way of eco-friendly living. So that's the whole idea. To all the regular listeners, hello and welcome back. I hope everyone is keeping as well as can be. Every time I say as can be, there's usually, you know there's something else going on, isn't Like, there's just so since the last episode two weeks ago, we've had the fire in the Gulf of Mexico that was terrifying. Um, just today is the day after the England Italy final of the Euros, and there's all this um racism happening online and in person towards black people, which is absolutely not on and there's just been it just feels like there is a lot of stuff a lot of stuff um I'm also PMSing that's not helping (laughs) so feeling it all today and uh just doing my bit to to help in what I can where I can that's all you can do really isn't it so here you are listening to this could be in the future and you're like what are you talking about hopefully we've forgotten about the gulf of fire um, in Mexico, the Gulf of Fire. Oh my God, that's—we <laughs> should call it that. Oh dear, but oh, that was the other thing. The highest temperature ever recorded on the planet, ever in a Death Valley in California, reached fifty-four point four degrees Celsius. So, what do we do with this information? Well, we can just breathe first of all I'm telling myself this as well and then we can empower ourselves to do what we can individually and that has a ripple effect as we've talked about before on our communities which can help which in turn helps a larger picture and we can also just mind ourselves as well it's not on anyone to take all of this on individually either you know don't try not to wear the weight of the world on your shoulders I say that it's so hard not to actually feel but anyway I hope you find solace in communities and in other people that are like-minded and working to change and make the world a better place and what a better episode to talk about community and finding people who are singing from the same hymn she than with community power. So we'll get into community setting up renewables. This is a really hopeful, inspiring, solution based episode. So I hope you guys can be inspired and feel some hope from this because I'm just I'm very aware that there's just a lot going on right now. You can hear I'm feeling it and you're probably feeling it too. So I hope you're okay and this is something we can do about it. Now, we don't talk that much about actual statistics behind um renewables versus fossil fuels. We go a little bit into pros and cons. This is more so Um, about their kind of specific projects. But I just wanted to preface this episode, this interview with Sarah, with some statistics, uh, just so we have a clear head going into this. But basically, um, 90% of all energy consumption across the world comes from fossil fuels and that figure is the same for Ireland. In this episode you'll actually hear Sarah she says she thinks it's 85% not to quote it on it quote her on it but it actually is 90% so that's how reliant we are on fossil fuels at the moment. Now There are pros and cons to fossil fuels and renewables. Neither one is perfect. Are you ever going to have a perfect solution? I don't know. But obviously the benefits that we have with fossil fuels, they're convenient. We have the machinery, we have the know-how, we've been doing it for years. So there's all these systems set up in place that make it cheaper, easier. Um, Fossil fuels can be transported much easier than energy um, captured in renewable sources throw it in a truck or put a pipeline in it but that of course um, also comes with the con of human error and you have oil spills and gas explosions and whatnot Um, so that's a con but another benefit is it's an industry with so many jobs and so many people rely on it and even though we will eventually run out of them there's still a lot to be harnessed but i don't really think that's a pro i still think that's a con so moving on to the cons of fossil fuels there is of course as i said the the human error of you know oil spills and whatnot which are really bad for the environment really bad for wildlife the construction and the mining that that um happens is also detrimental to the environment And the health of the workers in coal mines as well. And people who work with fossil fuels a lot of the time are more likely to get sick, basically. And you also have um, disasters like mines collapsing and fracking, which is drilling into the earth and using so much chemicals and so much water to extract natural gas, natural gas, oh, I hate that phrase, but to extract that from the soil is being linked to earthquakes and fracking is relatively new. So I'm kind of worried about where that, you know, is going to go because this is something relatively new. And of course, as I said, that links not, there's not only health issues for the staff in these places on oil rigs and in coal mines and whatnot, there's, there's also health risks to People, everyday people living in cities or living in towns where fossil fuels are being used. Two million deaths occur every year across the globe directly linked to fossil fuel, to air pollution and whatnot. And that is caused directly by burning and using fossil fuels. And I haven't even mentioned carbon dioxide as a greenhouse gas, so carbon dioxide is one of the greenhouse gases we have in the air, like water vapor and hydrogen. I think hydrogen is one. Anyway, but carbon dioxide, we used to have two hundred and eighty parts per million pre-industrial revolution in uh, of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, and that has almost doubled to over four hundred. I think it's over 440 parts per million in the atmosphere now, which the last time that was recorded in the atmosphere was over 3 million years ago. And there are changes in the atmosphere all the time, but never as quick as this. And never has a species been responsible for such drastic changes. Usually, you know, a volcano. Will erupt and then it'll settle down again after time. But this shows no sign of settling down. So when you p- compare the emissions from fo- burning fossil fuels and, and building fossil f- fossil fuel extraction machinery and whatnot, and the land destruction involved, it when you count all of that up and compare it to renewable energy there is drastic, drastic drops, huge drops in emissions. Of course, it's still going to create emissions, but nowhere near as much. And we need to keep fossil fuels in the ground. So those are some pros and cons about fossil fuel. Now, pros and cons about renewable energy. So Let's start with the cons. The cons are, it's really hard to transport, as I was saying, and store because of all this energy we need. Batteries and batteries can also be really wasteful. There's also another waste aspect that uh, the machinery might break and some parts of it you can't really recycle. And that, Those are like the main ones I have. Of course, when you're building wind turbines and you're building solar panels and whatnot you can still have the environmental kind of disturbance that happens when you start a construction in any area you need to make sure you're being as minimally invasive to the environment as possible so you're not frightening away local animals and of course it's harder to break into renewable energy as a system because it's not what we have set up and the pros are the huge reduction in emissions. And that is something we cannot, we cannot, we can't afford to hold back on how much we can reduce our emissions. And renewable energy hugely, hugely reduces our emissions. And the resources don't run out, they're going to be there. Um, I do want to say though, dams can actually be responsible for a lot of negative environmental things so that is one to kind of just be mindful of I think it's just good to be aware of both sides and be just be aware of everything when it comes to when it comes to renewables and non-renewables because you're going to have people challenge you, challenging you on this all the time. They're they're everywhere. Oh. <laughs> so yes, I also don't talk about nuclear because I don't know that much about it. Not that I know that much about renewable anyway but I know there is, seems to be a lot of friction in the environmental movement if you're team renewable or team nuclear because you can also, with not many emissions, create a lot of energy with... Nuclear power plants, what exactly happens in them? I can't remember, but I also know there's a waste issue there. You have all the waste left over that is um, radioactive and whatnot, and again, there can be human error, like um, Chernobyl is the most famous example. But yes, um, maybe someone will come on and talk about nuclear energy in future, but this is all going to be about renewables. So the big pro as well about renewable energy is it saves you money. You're not paying anyone else for the oil and whatnot. And at the moment, there isn't that many wars over renewable energy like there is over oil. So there is that. That is a huge thing. But yes and then you'll also find the positive is the community rewards that can be attained and of course we'll talk all about that in this episode. The final thing I want to say is they can look kind of gross. A lot of people, a lot of communities protest when a wind turbine or solar farm is going to be built near them and again we talk about that in detail in this episode but also oil rigs ain't pretty. A fracking site ain't pretty. And a coal mine isn't pretty. So those are also not nice now I will keep the show notes afterwards very short if any at all so the rest of this episode will be Sarah chatting and her little dog Holly (laughs) occasionally giving us a growl that'll be it um please don't forget to subscribe follow leave a review please if you are on apple podcasts and yeah share with a friend And if you can, please support the podcast on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash book of leave. It will be greatly appreciated because I recently quit my retail job. Mm, I'm actually not working in DUNS anymore. So I've gone to back, gone to back, gone back to the arts because that's what I was doing before pandemic, which is significantly less money, a bit more time lot more happiness so that's something now all right here is Sarah thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you at the end Okay, Sarah, thank you so much for joining me on the Book of Views podcast. You are very welcome here. And I know we're also joined by a special guest, Holly, who is on your lap. So hopefully she stays relatively quiet, but I'm totally okay if she decides to butt in at any point.
1: I'm I'm also hopeful Kara, but I'm not too sure it's gonna last for, <laughs> for the length of the podcast so apologies in advance and thanks really for having me thank you yours good
0: no problem um can you introduce yourself to listeners for anyone just to get to know you a little bit
1: yeah. Yeah, so my name is Sarah Fogarty. Um I am from Tipperary in Ireland, a country girl. So my background has been in hospitality and psychotherapy. Um so you may wonder how I've ended up in a renewable energy company, I also asked myself the same question. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> but you know, <laughs> one thing I've discovered is life doesn't always turn out the way you thought it might. So um, but nonetheless exciting. So I work uh, in a, with community power is who I'm with now. But I suppose my my was teens in teen-wise, um, my family role into renewable energy. So I kind really? of grew up around an environment that discussed it a lot or was was organizing things renewable or kind of forward thinking that you know there there is uh, a new future on the horizon so i've kind of been in in the renewable i suppose sector or field or whatever you want to call it for at least 20 years kind of unknowingly kind of uh in information and stuff yeah. yeah 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 exactly exactly
0: oh that's amazing so were your family kind of were was renewable energy just something they were always kind of interested in or were they kind of eco-conscious all across the board were they coming at it from an eco point or like to save money because obviously if you have your own sources you're saving money so which Which mindset were they in
1: yeah, it's a good question. um I think it was the eco side of it, but you know back then it, to be in the eco side of it could have been viewed as kind of hippie or something like that, so it wasn't mm-hmm. too uh, an extreme off the grid you know that kind of a way, but it was more th- I was actually my dad who did a course in in, uh, Tipperary IT about renewable energy as kind of a pastime hobby for something learning and something new. And he did that and he ended up discovering you could do renewable projects and what that might look like and kind of progressed from there. So we all kind of got involved in and out at different times. So, yeah, so it was kind of more as an interest you know, what could be done in, in, you know, what could we all be doing to better uh, the world, you know, because Ireland, like the one thing that that he'd always say is like, Ireland is super, like it has super resources for renewable living, you know. So it was kind of like, um, but why haven't we been doing it so far? Like what, what, what is, what is the obstacles? What are the blocks, you know? So it kind of just started from there.
0: Okay, but um, what were your family working in that industry beforehand, or what was their no, background
1: in? No, no, farming. My 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 oh. dad's a farmer, so we're in the farming field. But you know, I suppose I always had appreciation in nature and yeah. and things like that. But not really. It was kind of more a, a sideline kind of interest. Amazing.
0: So obviously, you started in hospitality and psychotherapy, <laughs> um, which is amazing and you were talking about working somewhere that you know didn't necessarily align with your values or whatever. So, what was it like? What what were you doing and what made you then transition to working for a place like Community Power?
1: So, you know, I it, it, I my my work is so varied when I look back on it, and I kind of uh wonder now kind of what what is the thread between it all? But it seems to be hospitality or, you know, working with people. Psychotherapy is about working with people, learning about people's behaviours and patterns and things like that. Um, obviously, hospitality background. So, you know, there, there, there is actually a similarity in everything I've done if I actually kind of look back on it. Yeah. And I work with people now. That's what I do. So, um, and also then the to work for something that is positive, you know, that you feel like is is kind of uh, saving the world, saving our our climate crisis, you know, that you feel like you have, you're doing the right thing in the work you do. Mm -hmm. That is kind of what I've been searching for the whole time, but I didn't kind of realize it. But everything that I have, the experience that I have kind of gained, you know, none of it has been a negative, but, you know, as I kind of jumped from different things, I've been picking up kind of experiences along the way that I can now just throw into a project and do it yeah. no problem. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, kind yeah. of ad hoc <laughs> experience yeah. and learning that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and I just kind of thought, you know, uh, nine to five or doing um, the same daily routines, but really, what was it all for? So I suppose the psychotherapy maybe uh, got me questioning all that maybe that's why you know I I did uh, did that course.
0: I wonder how many people go into like psychotherapy with like the plan of being you know working on that field and then just like evaluate themselves and be like wait a second this isn't what I want to do at all (laughs) like the most expensive self-medicine or something (laughs) 100%
1: 100% it's kind of like uh, because it makes you question so and and the other thing is that when you help others in psychotherapy that you have to also help yourself like that's that's a two-way stream the whole yeah. route you know you also have a supervisor you're you're also being questioned to make sure that everything you do is in you know the best intentions for for the client kind of thing so mm. yeah you you get real good at self-evaluating <laughs> and you get real good at going yes no actually this doesn't work for me what am yeah. I feeling right now that's not good how do I get out of it so you're constantly all the time it's actually to me it's Psychotherapy like is actually something in, in in a shorter, easier kind of a course that all kids should learn, you know, how to self-evaluate, like how to kind of go yes, no, how to, if you're having an issue, if something's coming up for you, or how to talk about it, how to get there, you know, because we all have, um, you know, one thing there's like mental issues or things that everyone has mental issues, it's like you're mentally ill when you're grieving because you're upset, mm-hmm. you know, but we kind of make it like it's a big extreme thing. So it kind of makes things small and compact and manageable. I think that's actually what it did. It kind of focused me, maybe. It just allows you to ask the questions and then to refocus. So you're right, 100%. Yeah. The people you meet along the way, they all reflect something kind of back to you as well. So I'm, I've met a lot of people. <laughs> so it kind of is lovely to be in a field now where you can incorporate things like that and kind of do something good for for the world kind of even so that's so
0: cool cue the amount of people listening to this signing up for psychotherapy courses (laughs) um okay that's really amazing so you got into working for community power then and renewables yes um I did a very basic course on environmental studies so I'm going to try a definition of the difference between renewables and non renewables and you can just tell me if I'm wrong so sure uh, Non-renewable resource is a resource that will basically run out over time. So, things like coal and oil, um, they of course do renew eventually, but not in the lifetime of humans. We're talking like, you know, oil we're burning is made of dinosaurs from millions of years ago or something. You know, like it's not...
1: live. It's from living organisms millions of years ago. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Okay. And then... A renewable resource is a resource that renews itself over time, providing it's not being again over like abused or something. You don't need to give resources as much of a uh, um time to replenish. So obviously, it's always going to be windy. There's going to be sun coming and going, um. And, well, in Ireland, that is, in some parts of the country or the world, you have it all the time. We're then, doing well this summer, yes. Yes, some places are unfortunately doing too well with the heat waves going on at the moment. But sure, look, that's for another day. Um, So there's also examples. So there was sun, you've wind, you have um even geothermal energy, which comes from heat underneath the ground and there is uh water like uh, a hydro. hydro yeah that's the, that's the word and even like a mill is like one of the first things that I can think of that people would use a stream or a river that will power a mill and the mill would have to have the whole place working so there was no you had no pylons no nothing like that it was just water so like there are those resources that are there Okay, now that was a very long definition of renewable. <laughs> no
1: spot on. No, that that's spot on. No, you're completely right. And renewable, like so that renewable energy is coming from a renewable source which it replenishes naturally and quickly. That's yeah. it exactly. We have loads of of sunlight in Ireland, so the panels work off of light. Not necessarily the sun has to be out, but um it works for a short amount of time in the winter because we have less amount of daylight. But I mean, as soon as it picks up in in the springtime, like we ha- that's only three months of the year where you know that we have shorter amount of daylight. Yeah. All the rest of the months we have it. You know, so that's your light. You've wind. You've tides. Uh, we're surrounded by the ocean. You know, you can't get any stronger than what's coming in on the west coast of Ireland. Wind. If you don't have sun, you have wind. You can have both them together, or rain, or but we have weather. The one thing that actually stood out to me last year was we're in the middle of a pandemic. But you know what? the weather is still going, it is never going to stop, hail, rail, sunshine, whatever. It is completely sustainable. You know, and I suppose, in, well, which was probably speak about a little bit later with community power. Our mission is is to help and communities in Ireland to generate their own renewable energy projects. Mm-hmm. So things like solar farms and things like that. So and it's sustainable living like it's a circular economy if you can can generate something renewable at home from a a renewable source and get paid for it and benefit and that revenue stays in your community or in the country i mean pandemic or no pandemic people will survive yeah
0: yeah you're not relying, you're not outsourcing anything like it's on your doorstep. Yeah.
1: Pandemic, no pandemic, the weather was still going.
0: And if there is a storm and a pylon goes down somewhere and you have solar panels or something on your roof, I mean... Exactly, you back up. You'd be laughing at exactly.
1: everyone. That's smart yeah. thinking, Kara. now you have
0: it. <laughs> okay, I just need to be able to afford my own house and then I'll be fine. Um, okay, so... there's obviously pros and cons to both but before we get into kind of maybe you know comparing certain situations what is community power so we're obviously that's where you work now what it makes it special like because what are what are we relying on in Ireland at the moment can you
1: go into that a little bit okay (laughs) are you ready so So communitypower.ie, that's the website. So basically what we do right now is we buy and sell renewable energy. That's what we do. So on the website, there's a switch button. You can sign up homes, farms, businesses, whatever you like. You can switch your electricity today to community power. Okay. So how did we start? That's the, the real crux of it all. So I suppose uh, my dad, John Fogarty, and a group of people in where we grew up in Temple Derry, it's a small village outside Nina in Tipperary, came together. So he has Donnie's course. This is 20 years ago, just putting a rough time frame and everything. Mm-hmm. So they all came together and uh, John brought them the idea that There has never been, in Ireland, a community-owned renewable project. They went to the parish and to the locality, and they asked who might want to be a part of an energy community in a rural Ireland. And back then, I mean, people would be like, what? (laughs) What, really? And to invest in it, you know, this is kind of a big thing. Anyway, jigs in the rails of it. 30 of them became shareholders and decided to go for it. And the project, and so they they brought surveyors around because they're learning as well. This has never been done before as a community-owned project ever in Ireland. It's still the only one today, but we are changing that. Um, So they thought, would it be solar? Would it be wind? We don't have a big water, You know, there's no big uh, river or anything nearby. So that was a rule out. So anyway, between the jigs and the rails, they decided it was going to be a wind turbine. So back in nine or 2009, so they went through so much red tape, re- regulations, obstacles, planning, you name it, uh, getting through to the energy market, trying to get it on the grid. getting. And the whole issue with it was because they were so small that they were a community that it wasn't it what hadn't been done before so they didn't know either so everyone that they dealt with so everyone was just learning as they went along wow. basically it got through the net it's slightly miraculous this project got created is is the foundation of community power Amazing. so um the project two wind turbines just under five megawatt turbines two of them um got flown in from when well, not flown in came in by ship um blown <laughs> in by helicopter and um you no know, into into Clare uh shipped in and at night time in twenty twelve at night time some back roads are all closed and these huge big big turbines came in that haven't were not nothing had been really been put up in that stage around Ireland and they were put up on, on a hill in templedary yeah, but it was like a spaceship had landed from I don't know where. Um, the future in wrong. So, yeah, it was so exciting. I personally, I know people give out and don't give out, and everyone has the right to their opinion. I love the look of turbines, but I don't mm-hmm. love them everywhere. Yeah, but I love turbines. I love the look of them. To me, there's something futuristic about it, but that's just a personal thing. Yeah, I suppose being along the journey with my dad on it and going through all the obstacles and they got so much obstacles. So I suppose now the natural progression after that was, well, you know, you need a supplier for the turbines. And there was in a lot of um, the suppliers are are big conglomerates, big global corporations. So there was nothing really community focused in it. Yeah. So roll on another eight whatever years, Uh, Back in 2019, they decided to become a utility company, but it's run by communities. So it has run on co-op principles, which means that, you know, what you generate, we we educate communities to do what we have done. And we have made the the blueprint of how to do it way shorter, because we're all the time fighting for how to get things changed, policies, you know, why isn't communities benefiting, you know? uh 100 benefiting you know why is it? It's, you know so it's kind of all these things so we are active advocates and you know who else is excellent that we work with too is friends of the earth you know yeah. friends of the earth and yeah. they're they're mega they're they're fantastic you know and they're doing all the times they're advocating too so we link in with, with like-minded people and when you bring a project to, to people in a community and when they really see what they can benefit back from it, it's a it's a win win. Yeah. So, um yeah. That's so amazing. I know that was a bit long wing. No, 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 it'll be silly. We need
0: to want to know the story um, to how it starts. So c- can it work? But by say me, I live in a rented house. I have no say in where the energy is coming from unfortunately but like we we can choose our energy provider so does it work that way are you guys like you can sign up to community power like you can energy or board gosh or whatever for your electricity
1: yeah 100% and I suppose with us what makes us unique and different to any of the other suppliers is that if you switch and you rent somewhere or you you can switch, anyone can switch. If you switch, you're automatically joining a community energy movement. That's how I describe it. Because every switch to us is absolutely precious. Because, you know, it's given us momentum and it's given us force to help the next community. Amazing. So that's the idea. So at the moment from Temple Dairy so the shareholders those 30 shareholders have not taken money back from what it's produced the turbine all the money it has produced extra has gone towards the next community to help develop so when they develop we will get that back so and then again so forth so this this, yeah yeah, so this has started from nothing you know and from very little support really back in the day to actually something now that is european-wide the community energy movement there's a fabulous community energy movement called rescoop.ie that um you know are excellent friends of ours as well and they're all the time fighting with belgium and going right okay well what can be done and it's all community benefiting in their own countries
0: you know germany
1: is excellent spain is excellent there's so many good things in it okay
0: that's really cool um so anyone can sign up and yeah Right. So you said something there about something, something megawatts of wind turbine. Now I know nothing. So what, what are we looking at that they can generate? What does that mean?
1: Okay. So like they're outside Nina. So let's roughly say Nina town, which is fabulous. You should all come to Nina town. But anyway, Nina town has about a population of about 8,000 people, roughly. Okay. So now this is just taking consideration of standard homes. We're not talking about big businesses or anything like that because they would obviously consume a lot more mm-hmm. but if you so those two turbines are just under five megawatts they could power about three to four thousand homes of nina if needed from those two turbines so you could switch a whole half a town almost straight away to be a renewable energy source
0: right. so that's and that's no solar panels that's no geothermal stuff that's just no, wind turbine just yeah.
1: those turbines okay and that's kind of what only community allowed they're not allowed a bigger project than that at the moment until we fight that for another okay. few years and see what happens so in the next two communities so we have loads of communities in the background that we're helping out that is going to be just kind of start sprouting up in about a year or two Amazing. but the first Two that are coming in, I think they're really cool. The first one is in Clare Morris in County Mayo, and that will be a solar farm, and that is going to be built on an old landfill site in the town oh. that was wrote off, never to be used again.
0: Oh my God, really?
1: So, yeah, so they have set up um, their own community energy group. It's hopefully all going well. I see everything's getting backlogged because of COVID, but yeah. uh, it was a plan to be built because, again, solar panels can be put up within three months, but there would be something like 25,000 panels. So just to give you a visual of what it will look oh, like but again it will give you the same amount of what the two turbines will It'll just be under five megawatts so that's one so it'll probably be 2022 20, by the time it's built but it's quickly built but it's yeah. all the kind of connecting into the grid and and all the you know the stipulations along the way that are so that'll be a bit slower but we're getting quicker and quicker and quicker of how to do it and people are getting to know who we are and what we do and what we stand for yeah. the second solar farm is in Dunmore in Galway and they that's going to be built at the same time. And we all those common, like Tipperary, we have Donegal. Like there's a pipeline that we have on Standby Ready because they have to get through. It's called a Renewable Energy Support Scheme. So this is set up by the state. So it's kind of to do with the energy market. So if you set up a project, how much are you going to get for, for every unit of electricity? It goes into a thing called an auction. And that's what the big suppliers deal with. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing in there for communities. So we've been fighting to get a community pot, we call it. And there's only 1% was dedicated to the community pot. But that is starting to increase now because we have so many going in the background. So, uh, yeah. So I just feel like once it starts, it's going to be like, go, it's go, go, It's going to be go, snowballing. Go, yeah, because I mean, I remember a couple of exactly. years
0: ago when I was in secondary school, there was like a solar paneled eco kind of place in this industrial area that I used to go to kickboxing lessons in I go by and I'm like oh look at them selling solar panels And it was such a niche like expensive thing and now it's just becoming like cheaper it's becoming more available it's becoming so much more simple for people just to install solar panels in their home all the new houses that are being built are all like a one energy wise which is brilliant um so that's all really good, but obviously we've touched on it there. Not everyone is happy about these, um, especially wind turbines, because they don't like how they look. I don't mind them I went to Dundalk IT my first college course was there and they've got like a wind turbine on there and I just yeah. the, set, the look of it every time I'm coming into Dundalk and I see it I'm no. like oh it's, it's <laughs> yeah I'm like oh it's it's kind of like coming back you know and the sound of it like I, I loved it I didn't like didn't bother me at all and I've travelled a lot in Germany I worked a lot over there and up at the north they have loads and it is something you're like it looks like a scene from War of the World sometimes you'd be driving a <laughs> and there's just all these fields and they've just got like little blinking red lights and I I think it's pretty cool but like I understand you know some people don't like the look of them but what I remember listening to a podcast or reading somewhere that people tend to really not like them if they have no say or no benefit to get from them so can you talk, like, do you know any more about that? Because, yeah, of course they do. Yeah.
1: So, like, I mean, like, if, if like, you think about it, OK, let's say you live in the countryside down here, you're out of the city, you live down here and you own a farmland. Somebody wants to buy the land or the next, the, the field next door, the hill next to you, they're going to put up a turbine. And you have to, you're the one that's looking at it all the time. So they do say it's aesthetics, but I don't believe it just is that. But they're not gaining anything from it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And all the, me- all the revenue it produces, those turbines, because they could be owned by whoever, we don't know, is leaving the country and nothing is benefiting the locality. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I would be annoyed too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If you include the community, involve them, let people give out, let people give their opinions and those who want to be a part of it to be a part of it and let people benefit from it. Yeah. Win-win. You know, like the, the, one of the, the farmer who owns the land that the turbines are built on in Temple Dairy. he's one of the, the shareholders and founders of Community Power. Pat, it, It's so cool when you go to their house. Obviously, they love it, you know, because they gain so much from it. You'd rarely hear it and they're just at the bottom of the hill of them you know yeah. um so there, there's so like, you might get a whoosh from time to time or you know but it, it's nothing of you know the the anti-protests that are out there yeah. in my opinion you know and I think when people can come and can visit it and can benefit from it you know now you're talking something different so I think they've got an awful bad rap at the beginning because they were just put up and no one knew anything about it and nobody benefited. Mm-hmm. So, uh, of course, people are going to fight back. I would.
0: Yeah. And is, is there much going on? Is the government or big corporations, are they setting up some in parts of Ireland that no one oh, is yeah. benefiting from? The, yeah. Most
1: of them. Loads everywhere. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the, the issue, you yeah. know, so it's like, where, where's the revenue of it going? But that, so that's yeah. what makes us completely unique. So with community energy, we will teach and educate the communities from what we know on for free. And mm-hmm. um, well, we've been doing this on our spare time as much as we can get them going. And on the back of that then buy and sell it in a community-owned utility company like Community Power. Everything stays in the country and the communities benefit 100% from it, not even just a percentage. Some projects then, you know, they, they might give a certain amount of money to the community, you know, just as, as part of For other it.
0: projects or whatever, but yeah. They,
1: the, the, what the community can actually gain from them 100% is chalk and cheese. Yeah. Chalk and cheese, you know, Amazing. so... Yeah, so that's kind of, it, it's a slow starter, but it's sustainable and it, it makes financial sense.
0: Yeah, and so it also makes eco, <laughs> earth resource sense. So what, what are we talking about there emission wise? Like what are the benefits other than saving money?
1: Okay, so like at the moment, so in Ireland, there is a thing called an electricity pool. We have one electricity pool okay that's the way it's described and it is well up to last year anyway this is not don't hold me to this but i think 85 percent reliant on fossil fuels our irish electricity pool is full of fossil fuels because that's what we've been dealing with for years you it's know so a sy- I yeah, to have a had system a system that was set up system that was set up okay yeah. so a lot of companies would buy their renewable energy from other countries not from ireland So they can come in from anywhere. It'll hit our pool and it's sold again. So, you know, it doesn't really change what is in our Irish pool. So I suppose the mission is to have communities feed into the pool and and try and help change that to become a more renewable source. But on the back of that is to have them benefit 100% from it. So the government has hit, uh, set 2030 climate action targets. Mm-hmm. And it's to say they have vouched now that they said it, they'll hit 70% renewable energy by 2030, okay. which is amazing, which is yeah. great. So, I mean, the, the work is there, you know, people are now aware and I think it's excellent. I have noticed just because I answered the phone in the last year, the amount of people that are starting to ask the right questions. Yeah. You know like they're like hold on like who are what why. So a lot of the times as well we are not on comparison websites because you know they solely focus on price comparison. But we can kind of often wonder about yeah but what about the story? You know what about asking the right questions? What about yeah. you know getting informed about your electricity supplier not just switching because for the sake of it. You know also yeah. be aware, educate yourselves. That's really yeah. the idea. Okay.
0: There there are some things that like you know it's not an anecdotal you know this will fix everything like this is one of the many things that we need to kind of bring into society and there's so many like inventive ways people can, can be you know I mean using a landfill site for solar farms you know people will say oh solar farms are so ugly and it's like well this this land was you can't use it for anything else because it's been destroyed by our previous waste. Yeah, some of the arguments against renewables or, you know, is that there is a bit of a a waste issue from like when, if a wind turbine breaks or if, you know, when the batteries, you only get so long out of the batteries. But in my own opinion, and a lot of experts opinion, when you weigh up the pros and cons between um, you know oil spills and the health um, concerns of coal mine workers and the destruction that happens when building these huge coal mines and the instability of like fracking literally being linked to earthquakes you know it's not going to be a 100% waste free thing but it is so much better, even if it's ninety percent better. Yeah,
1: and for your health, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I like. I'm almost sure of this, but you know the in Ardna which was the big turbine in Ardna That turbine, I think, was installed in 1925, and that turbine has still been going today. It's perfect. Oh. Uh, all it needs is the proper maintenance. Yeah. So, like, the the turbines and temporary, they have their maintenance contracts on those. Like, they have to be maintained correctly because they have to meet regulations and everything. So, I mean, when you think of that, like, we're still, we still don't know how long they can last, really. I mean, that turbine has lasted since 1925. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. a long time, you know. And I do know energy companies, they are getting good at um, creating the pieces and structures out of renewables, uh, structures and renewable products and different things like that so you know as we grow we're learning but to just write it off straight away without looking at the bigger picture like you're saying I don't
0: know One thing I even heard is people saying that wind turbines kill a lot of birds, birds fly into them and unfortunately that does happen sometimes but if you compare that to the amount of birds killed by household cats every year cats way like kill way more and even way more fly into into buildings so i think there's no, all these, there there, yeah.
1: there hasn't been a bird killed in Temple dairy with the turbines yet i don't know with cars people driving and hitting birds i'm not too sure but the turbines certainly haven't done anything and also as well the farmer has these cows walking around the turbines all the time and like i mean it's there's nothing and and the turbines are regulated at speeds it can't just fly off
0: yeah you know yeah
1: yeah. birds are more intelligent than give them credit for (laughs) you know like i think you know they will know there's a swoosh coming their way they might move aside
0: and they've got the lights um, on them and stuff yeah
1: yeah they Um, do they
0: do That is uh, all good to know. And I'm trying to think of what else. I'm trying to play like devil's advocate and then correct myself a little bit. So energy storage is one thing that we still need to improve like batteries and of course the sourcing of batteries as well unfortunately there's a lot of social issues with when it comes to like um there's a lot of children basically being used in child labor and enslavement in some countries to mine for lithium that we use in all of our technologies um so i think there is the the question out there you know is that happening for the batteries being made for our electric cars and our storing of renewable energy um which unfortunately i think is the case but it's not like that's the people that are into renewable energy would also be fighting to
1: end that exactly you know but at least you know what is great it's been highlighted would it be highlighted if we didn't start this and this way of thinking never yeah. So the fact that this is a, a way of life, this is a movement that's coming in, those questions have to be asked. Mm-hmm. And now they have to be looked at and they have to be changed. Yeah. So absolutely. So it's kind of, um, the, in my opinion, I think it's the next natural thing that has to be addressed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, you never know what genius child there in some uh, science event or something will come up with something. You just never know because it's we're we're kind of we're in that way. We're in that lifestyle now.
0: Yeah, the, the BT Young Scientists Award, the thing that happens in the RDS every year with all secondary school students, blows my mind they oh yeah they're so good so I've never actually been to one I just always hear them on the radio talking about their projects they yeah they're so amazing I'm so So you never
1: know and I think if they start thinking like that now things will change you know someone's going to come up with with an idea that is going to just rule it out
0: yeah definitely so what needs to be done on like a systemic level to make this transition to renewables in Ireland easier I mean is there anything you know people can switch over or obviously people are trying if they if they have the the money um um, to do so a lot of people can retrofit their homes Um, there's also some grants and schemes available out there but obviously we have a housing crisis for so many people like I'm 28 and the idea of owning a house is like ha so you know a lot of people are kind of stuck in this rental thing but anyway what can be done to get systemic change is there anything activism or or petitions or ongoing projects or, or things that you can think of
1: so oh, I'm, I'm 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 a big friends of the earth fan you know and they are always advocating in my opinion in the right direction yeah. so you know go to their website become a part of it it's i it's, it's easy do you know and they become a part of their mailing list they email out of what actions are needed and what they need support in and by signing something in two minutes um can help for for quicker changes that they they are fighting for, mm-hmm. um, and they work on the same principles that we do, you know. Yeah. So they they are in tandem. That's something you can do straight away, you know. And you can become a, a part of a, a community and groups that care, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, making the switch is is just a simple thing, but it means a lot in in the movement of things. Yeah. Uh, apart from that. Um, really it's communities that if somebody has land email us and they want it to be benefiting towards their community email us you know we can say look yes no this is what's needed you need to do this next whatever is required but for i mean if you're in the rental part of it you go out and be a part of of activism of environmentalism of you know Asking the right questions. The more people that you have fighting for the right cause, the better. Yeah, yeah.
0: And what kind of questions should people be asking?
1: Where does your energy come from? Where does your electricity come from that you have today? How is that benefiting you and our communities and our nation? If you don't know the answer, ask your suppliers about it. You know, mm-hmm. Like I, I help people ask answer questions all the time on the phone. I give people lots of time on the phone. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's not a, a system a thing where won't we can't give you that information. You know, like we will give you the information. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that that's all easy enough to. Um, get informed i just think educate yourselves you know 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 what communities are around the place can you link in with the community energy maybe and help a community support like even though you're in, people might be in a city there are um community energies in cities you know mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things in the pipeline behind the scenes that we're researching on that will hopefully link urban with rural and different things so you know, be a part of uh, a community energy group. Google it. You know, yeah. who, what community mm-hmm. energy groups are in your area? What food co-ops are in your area? Those co-ops work on the same principle that we do as a co-op. They're about people. They're about doing good. Ask them where it's almost like ask them the same as well, where your food comes from. You know, what is, that, what is it sprayed with? So they're all people that are in the same frame of mind, and they all want the, the co-op principle to work. Yeah, which is about the people, not solely about the money. So those kind of things—it's—it's a—it's a mindset that that needs to be changed, really. But yes. I think I think the younger generation—I think it's—it's it's happening. It is really happening. Mm-hmm. But the more support we have, the better.
0: Amazing. And people, I'll link your show or I'll link your show notes. I'll link your contacts, like people can follow Community Power on social media. But also, if they're you know unsure of what to do you you guys seem so open to receiving yeah. people getting in touch to be like hey I don't know any of my neighbors how do I yeah what do I do yeah. absolutely
1: you know and and just if, if you start with one cooperative or community group you know it automatically spirals into another group of another similar interest and how that is done so there's a lot of people you know, who through just networking and, and discussing with like-minded people will lead you on to the next thing and the next yeah. group to be a part of, you know? So it's it's kind of that kind of a thing. That's what I would Deadly. recommend.
0: Totally. Well, to finish up, we're going to do some random questions, Sarah. <laughs> they don't have to be eco-related, but um, sometimes they, they might be. Um, I can hear, hopefully Holly has the patience for this now um doo do okay so do you want to pick your first letter of the alphabet uh p p for plum one skill you wish you learned in school
1: oh piano beginning with p oh, <laughs> music i wish i had gone to music classes i was an art person i love art history i like any part but if i could i could easily start now really you know mm-hmm, not procrastinated yeah. right never too late but i wish i'd maybe done more with understanding music so maybe something in that regard
0: yeah i kind of wish my parents like forced me to do something a little bit more they're very <laughs> laid back and liberal and then i'm like why couldn't you just make me go make me focus yeah <laughs> but uh yeah never too late never oh, yeah too late. i love the
1: sound of the piano. It's gorgeous it is
0: and you can make a whole song like it's not like you know my friends who play drums and god love them you know they're <laughs> when they're on their own like no one can listen to them so <laughs>
1: piano exactly. is a lovely one to piano. have piano
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, pick another letter uh, S S uh, if you could drop one fact into every brain on the planet what would that fact be
1: Uh one fact kindness is key that's my Aww. fact it's not an overall fact it's just a fact of life kindness <laughs> is key. <laughs> key to everything that's so yes. lovely
0: i love how as you say that holly is licking your hand yes <laughs> she gets it <laughs> she loves me <laughs> uh, um another letter uh let's do n n I have to always forget the order of the alphabet. Um, what's your favorite documentary?
1: Oh, my favorite documentary. That one is of. I think it's gonna have to be something Earth related. Uh, oh god, yeah, no, there's a few now popping in. I'm terrible with remembering Go names on, of a anything. A yeah, oh, boy, oh I do remember one, it's not nice, but it is oh uh, so needed. It's called I think it's called the Cove it's about okay. dolphins and or, and sharks and how they're slaughtered mm-hmm. and for fins and different it's horrific but i think that was really life-changing watching that and anything then of course ocean related or um on netflix um who is uh, the guy in america who has a big documentary about renewable energy he was in the greatest showman not hugh jackman he's
0: Oh uh, Zac Efron, his, thank his you. show oh Down to God. Earth.
1: <laughs> Down to Earth, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible names. Terrible names. <laughs>
0: I've started yes. watching that as well. That's really good. Really um, good.
1: Yeah. Um, anything ocean related? Um, yeah, anything like that. I just think that has kind of a life-changing feeling throughout watching it. In yeah. and then you know that's yeah, absolutely amazing. Okay, okay. One, one more letter,
0: letter and then, then, we'll then we'll let Holly go. <laughs>
1: okay woman letter b for b, bob b,
0: b, b for bob um if you had the whole world's attention for 30 seconds what would you say
1: oh my god 30 seconds pressure. Ish, ish. i would say everyone needs to change to renewable energy and communities need to benefit from it 100% what are you doing about it um community is key um to survival for the next generation and how they're going to live that's yes. what i'd say
0: <laughs> the tagline for this episode will be community and kindness is key Sarah <laughs> you,
1: you don't need anything
0: else <laughs> oh i love it sarah it's been so lovely chatting to you and i'm definitely going to make the switch with my housemates to community oh, power thank so you, Cara. i cannot um Wait to see what is on the horizon and thank you for being one of those people that are not only doing your own thing to be eco friendly but also, you know, helping other people because it's an absolute minefield sometimes to get your head around this kind of stuff. But thank you so much for doing my pleasure. You're doing. Oh, I'm and so delighted. So thank you. Now, if there's one leaf you can take from this episode, make the switch to renewables if you can. I have linked Community Power and some other uh, links like Friends of the Earth and ResCoop in the show notes, so check those out if you like. And I will catch you in two weeks' time. If you have any ideas or suggestions or topics you'd like me to talk about, there is so much that I have yet to talk about. I can't believe this is my first Renewable Energy podcast episode. There'll definitely be more. There's so many other things I want to talk about so many specific products I want to know about why they exist and how these eco-friendly versions from razors to candles are helping I want to do one on hemp farming I want to do one on organic vegetable growing there's so many I need to do more on trees hello I haven't Yes, there are. There's so many. I can't believe we're at 50 next week. There's still so many people I need to talk to. So if you have an idea, a suggestion, a request or want to be on the podcast yourself, get in touch. So thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a lovely day. Don't forget to give yourself a little break. Treat yourself, if you can, to some downtime, some nature time and then pick up the activism when you have the strength to do so and yeah there is a community here (laughs) I'll be on your team and I hope you I hope you're okay there's just a lot going on isn't there so have a cup of tea and I'll talk to you guys in two weeks time take care I'm sending you I'm sending you so much love so much love all the best guys bye